Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody, to the SICK Podcast, Recruits Draftcast. I hope you all had some very merry and holly and jolly and all that good stuff. Holidays. Um, we hope you ate a lot. I know I did, Grant. Did you fill your tummy up? Yeah, I get a box of turtles uh, every mm. every year, and uh, that's what I'm talking about. For some reason, I can't just have one a day. It's you know, it, they're they're not hard to make. They're that's it. Pre, you know, ready to roll. So, yeah, I've uh, I've had lots of turkey, lots of chocolate, and uh, time to uh, start exercising again. Love it, love it. Well. Today, folks, we're going to be delving into our usual prospects of the week. We're going to get to Rocco's riser of the week. And for that, we'll bring in our friend Rocco to talk about his pick. We're also going to be talking about our prospect of the week. And for you Habs fans, we got you covered. Habs prospect of the week coming right up. So let's get started. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Recruits Draft Cast. And with the first overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft, the Chicago Blackhawks are very proud to select from the Regina Pats, the Western Hockey League, Connor Bedard. The sickest NHL Draft and Scouting Podcast. It's going to be sick. Folks, you know the drill by now. I am your host, producer Shane, joined by the amazing Grant McCag. And we are also joined by Rocco Zapia. Welcome back, because you filled in for me when I was AWOL. So thank you, Rocco, for that. And thank you for joining us today. How you doing? Good. Not quite as amazing as Grant, but I'm doing okay. Uh, you're fantastic, Rocco. Fantastic. Um, Rocco, today we have a special segment uh, named after you, which is Rocco's riser. So why don't you tell us about Lucas Fisher, who is your riser for this week? Yeah, so Lucas Fisher is a left-handed D from Sarnia. Uh, he brings a lot to the table, in my opinion, here. He starts off, first of all, he's got really good height, six foot four. Um, one of the younger players in the draft, September 9th birthday. So he's only a week away from being in next year's draft. Now, running through the clips here, you can see this as we go. Um, his skating is quite good. He's very mobile, um, especially for his size, which teams are going to covet. If you can get a big D um, with that kind of height and that kind of mobility, good feet, good acceleration, good four-way mobility. He's not just a good straight line skater. Teams are going to covet that. Um, you see it come playoff time. You can't get enough big mobile defensemen. Um, he has a very good stick um, in the defensive zone. He's not just a physical defender, although he does bring that physical edge to the table as well. He's not afraid to lay the body. 
he has a little bit of his dad in him. If you guys remember his dad, Yuri Fisher, who was a mean son of a gun out there. Now, Lucas is a little more new age, a little more skill, a little more mobility, but he does have that edge, that toughness as well. He can really get under opponent's skin and he identifies, I find, the better players on the team and, and he makes his presence known to them. This game is against Oshawa where you have Callum Ritchie, who's a first rounder. You got Beckett Seneke, who's projected by, could be a first rounder this year. Mm-hmm. He's all over them in this game. He was actually plus two in this game in, um, in a loss. And they had they had no points. Uh, he covered them very very well all game, which I really like to see. If you can step up and shut down a guy who has that draft status, that pedigree, that bodes well to me. I find he's very aware of what's going on. His head's on a swivel. He doesn't get caught puck watching, which a lot of young defensemen can do. Um, he keeps it simple. Doesn't force the play. Keeps it simple in a good way. I don't mean to say he's devoid of ability in in that sense he doesn't have to play simple but he he plays simple in the way that you would like him to um brings a good hockey iq to the table which very common his dad played in the league so he grew up around the game to me that's a big plus for him where you want to see him improve maybe is he is pretty slender only at 170 180 pounds depending where you see but at 6'4", you'd like him well over 200 pounds. Now, he's a young kid. He just turned 17. He has a lot of time to fill out and fill out that massive frame. But you'd like to see him up around 210 or so. Uh, but he has plenty of time plenty of time to get there. The other thing is that he doesn't necessarily have a ton of high-end offensive upside. He is very mobile. He moves a puck well. But he's just not the flashy game. It's just not his game. And that's okay because you need guys – that aren't so flashy, they can play a little more simple, but still have that that hockey skill and mobility to play with a better guy. So to me, I see him being a really, really nice uh, complementary defense in a top four role where he can maybe play with a more offensive-minded guy and keep things in check. Now, not not to say he's the same same type of player, but in the similar fashion that, that Zub in Ottawa gets to maybe play with Shabbat or Sanderson sometimes, or Nick Hag in Vegas. He plays with the more skilled guys sometimes, and and he has that mobility and skill to hang with them, but he's not the offensive driver. So that might be where people might be concerned. I don't want to say concerned because it's just it's just not his game, and that's, that's okay. It's not a bad thing. Uh, I do really, really like this player. For me, he's a first-rounder. I'm going to take a guy that can skate like that with that size. The age, I don't want to overplay the fact that he's young, but it does make a difference because he's almost a full year younger than some of the players in this draft. So he has more room to grow. And I think if he fills out fills out his frame and just honestly keeps doing what he's doing, gets into a pro system where they can refine the details of his game a little bit, you don't expect him to be perfect. He's a 17-year-old. Um, gets into a good system that can develop him. The sky, I think the sky is a limit. He has, he's a player that has an an exceptional toolbox and it's about working with him and, and, and developing that. And I, I do think the potential is there. Wow. Fantastic. Holy geez. You, uh, you could have done the eight minute clip there, uh, Rocco. <laughs> you know what? I sometimes I like to talk. What can I say? Italian. That's just the way I was brought up. I either talked a lot and talked loud or I didn't get heard. So you're, you're a lot better at this than I am. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we went and saw Fisher in Ottawa I, earlier I, in the year, and he yeah. uh, um, he looked really good that game. And um, you know, I think I had him at the end of the second round 
before that, moved him up into the top 40 at that point. And, uh, you know, you, you've watched him a little more than I have on video over the past month. And uh, once I got to see those clips and, you you know, you kept saying, I think he's a first rounder. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And uh, being the boss, uh, it was up to me to move him up. And I did. So he, uh, Rocco's riser is now a first rounder. And I, I mean, you look at the, what impressed me there was his breakup. Like, you know, um, yeah, very, uh, he gets the puck and, and he's mobile and he gets away from guys and then gets the uh, outlets up. He's very impressive. He has, he has a good, which, which is, it's rare a little bit for a guy that size. He has, he has that quick jump where he can gain a half drive. But now I remember the clip where he was coming around the net and Seneke was chasing him. Well, Seneke's not the best skater, so maybe it's not the best example, but he gained a stride length on him just with a couple quick pushes. And then all of a sudden it's which way do you want it? Cause he can carry the puck out or he can, he's capable as a, as a puck distributor as well, pass it up to the forwards. So there, there's a few times there he looked like a one man breakout. Other times he's making one move and dishing it. I feel like even though he's not putting up a ton of points here in the OHL, I feel like the, the way he gets his points might might translate where I'm not saying he's going to be 40, 50 point defenseman here, but you know, there was only 60 defensemen last year that got 30 points in the league. So on average, your 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 number two defense is around 30 points. I don't see why he can't be in that 25 to 30 point range, you know, picking up just with smart plays. He makes smart plays, smart passes. He's not on a very good team in Sarnia. There's not a lot, you know, right. they're they're minus, they're minus 25 or minus 26. Goal differential right now, he's even on the year. I'm not a big plus minus guy, but if you're negative on a good team or if you're you're positive on a bad team, I think that says a little bit. So I'd like to see what he could do. This is a guy I can't wait to watch in the top prospects game. Give him, hmm. give him some skilled forwards to play with and see if and see if you know secondary assists don't start kind of appearing for him. Yeah. Well, he might be a you know might have him as a Rocco Rocco's riser later in the year then too, right? So. I mean, it's possibility that he ends up being top twenty. I, there, there's a lot of potential there, and yeah. I, the the September birthday it, to me is always, uh, you know, important. Uh, when these kids just turn seventeen and they're playing as well as uh, as he is, uh, it, you know, it's a factor as well how young he is. Certainly, and they're leaning on him too. He's getting he's getting 23, 24 minutes a night on average. In the last eight, 10 games, that's been up over 25, 26. He's really, really gaining the trust of the coaches there. And it's he's becoming an all-situation player. He's not seeing the power. He's getting all these points, even strength for the most part. He's not seeing a ton of power play time, a little bit on the second unit, but primarily he's five on five and PK, and he's taking the harder assignments. And he's still half a point a game, plus player on a bad team. There's... There's not a lot here that I've seen so far that I that I haven't liked. And he uh, his coach is Al Al Latang, hmm. who uh, who was coaching Canada's World Junior Team too. And uh, I think we're going to be getting to a to a guy from that team a little later. But uh, you uh, you started. Uh, I think you took uh, you caught on yellow and Sammy Lil by surprise because we were originally going to start with the. Celebrini, and we didn't get to do the intro music for Rocco. I don't know. If, <laughs> you can, you can make it the outro music. Now, what's that? You can make I, it the outro music when I sign yeah. <laughs> There you go. Love it. Love yeah. it. <laughs> but um, that's great that uh, you um, uh, you got another look at him. And uh, I agree that, you know, um, 
that he doesn't play on a great team. He's a young kid. He's got that. And like a lot of NHL scouts tell me, you know, you can be a second pairing. The majority, vast majority of second pairing guys that are six, six, two plus that are mobile, that move the puck are not 30 plus point scorers in the NHL. There's a ton of them. So, you know, uh, he could complement an offensive defenseman that's a little smaller and on a second pairing or even a first pairing someday if he develops. No, I, I, I completely, I completely agree. And again, again, differences in the player, but in terms of the role, I really see him fitting very much like a Zub does in, in auto where you, you staple him to your best, your maybe your most talented, I don't want to say best, your most talented, maybe defenseman and say, Hey, you go do your thing. I, I got you covered. And, and that gives a whole, like you can see his team plays with a little more confidence with him on the ice. I do really like the player. You mentioned top 20. I didn't want to go there, but that is right in the range where I personally have him um, um, at this moment. That can change up, up or down. I don't see, I really don't see a massive drop off between the defensemen that are consistently known already in that top 20. And, and this, this guy can hang with them. Yeah. Great stuff. So yeah, the, that those gingerbread jerseys were pretty sick too. I got, I have to I have to highlight those. Oh, yeah, they, they were sick, <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff, Rocco. Thank you so much. Before we let you go, though, I see I see the hoodie, so I have to ask. Right, Team Canada World Juniors, what's the outlook looking like? Are, are you confident in the gold? I, I wouldn't say I. This is not the most confident I've ever been. In a team Canada, not the most. There's there's a couple other extremely good teams. Now, am I cheering for them? Absolutely. Do they have a shot at it? Of course they have a shot at it. Do I want them to win it? Yes, I really want them to win it. Am I gonna call it a lock? No, not yet. There's there's a couple good teams out there, but I think we'll be seeing them in the gold medal game and hopefully they can pull it out. A three peat sounds nice. Well, you know what? One guy who's helping out and he is the youngest player of that team undrafted likely to be number one happens to be our prospect of the week. So let's talk about Macklin Celebrini. Why don't we? Well, Rocco's so good at this. Why doesn't he just keep <laughs> Hey, this, this one's all you grant. You go right ahead here. <laughs> well, he just got plowed there in that. Uh, for, for me, uh, Celebrini, uh, he, he does it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've seen a more complete center prospect in my 16 years of scouting. Um, the closest, uh, I mean, he's the closest thing to, to Sidney Crosby as far as I'm concerned when it comes oh, to man. his uh, his play away from the puck since Crosby was, was in his draft year. So I'm just completely smitten by this kid. I think he's, um, oh, I wish we could bring that back again, but it shows him uh, when uh, the goalie made that great save. You know, he tapped a stick and went up to him, and mm-hmm. there it is there. You know, he's uh, – every uh, thing that I hear about him is his leadership qualities already at 17 years of age are just amazing, and that he's future captain material all day long in the NHL. Now, we see the uh, we see the puck skills. We see how quick he is. We see the smarts. It, you know, when you try to say what's his main strength, I mean, it's a, it's virtually a tie with about six things. Um, but what I think 
stands out perhaps more than anything is just his awareness on the ice, where to be on the ice, where to go. Um, he anticipates the play just at a level that is rare, um, it, especially away from the puck. He just seems to know where the play is going to go and he gets there. And that's uh, that's the case for all three zones. Um, and it for a 17-year-old kid playing center to be that aware in your own zone, like he's going to go to the NHL and uh, and the coach isn't going to have to spend much time with him. He, I mean, open the door and let him go. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that he is going to, uh, he's going to make the NHL right, right out of training camp next year and be in a top two center role for an NHL team right off the bat. That's how good this kid is. Um, I mean, if you want to compare him to Bedard, obviously nobody shoots quite like Bedard, but, uh, yeah, you know, and Bedard's got the edge with his release and, and his shot. But as far as um, vision, playmaking skills, defensive game, um, skating, Bedard's got nothing on him in any of those categories. And I think I might give the edge to Celebrini in all those departments. So, wow, I, I had a I had an uh, NHL scout who isn't uh, known for superlatives, say to me yesterday <laughs> when we were texting back and forth, he said, he's amazing. I've never seen him say that about a prospect, and he's been doing it 20 years. So um, he's a scout's dream and a coach's dream. Now, yeah. do I think he's consensus number one? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do I think if he was in a draft with Bedard, and you were going to draft number one, would Bedard be the runaway number one pick? I I honestly don't think so. That's how good this kid is. Wow. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think Rocco? I echo a lot of a lot of what, what you say. I don't I I don't see a notable flaw in his game. Mm-hmm. And he excels at so many things. There's what like what else do you want from the guy? He can he can do it all. He's in, great in the offensive zone. He's great in the defensive zone. He's good in the neutral zone. He's a good teammate. He's a good leader. He can shoot. He can pass. He has he tries hard. Like there, for me, he's easily number one in this draft class. Mm-hmm. Drafting them head to head, give me give me but but like Grant to Grant's point, you have to think about it. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Um, he, he's an excellent, he's an excellent player. I think any team who gets him is getting a, a, a true, a true, honest franchise cornerstone that you can, you can really build around. And it helps when your incoming franchise player is so, is so responsible and so committed, and shows the dedication, the the effort. Like the rest of your team. They have to buy. How can you not buy in when 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 your best player is going to come in with this attitude? It brings mm-hmm. everybody. I don't like putting guys down too much, but this guy to me is like the anti Shane Wright. The things that I saw in in Wright that I didn't like. Now they're both skilled players. I just mean in terms of attitude, body language on the ice, um, and and that's and that's why Wright, you know, started the year consensus number one, fell to four. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
scouts have these questions and I don't have these questions whatsoever about Celebrini. He checks, he checks every box that I could have. He's, he's number one all day. I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm going to hardly watch him in the second half because it's, he's already, you know, you got to figure out the rest of the draft. You know, you know, this kid is, is it the cream of the, the cream of the darn crop here this year. And he would give, he would give most, most number one overall picks a, a good run for their money. You know, mm-hmm. you have guys at their most highly touted Sid, uh, McKinnon, Matthews, uh, Bedard, these guys came in with, in, with insane hype. He might be a, a, a hair, a half a hair below, but not really, like he's, he's right there. Uh, he can, he can do it all for me. And he's number one all day. And, and I, I've put that discussion to, to rest in, in, in my head a little bit, I think at this point. Well, a lot of fan bases. Uh, sorry, Grant, go ahead. Who would you pick between Bedard and, and uh, Crosby if, uh, if you were, uh, it was their draft years. Now I see that I don't, I didn't watch Sid in his draft year as much. I was, I was still younger then. Sid's, Sid's no. 87. No, Sid's 87. I'm 89, right? I was no. in high school. I wasn't right. you know, as, as into the draft as I am now. I'm, I was born in the Maritimes. Like give me Sidney Crosby all day long. I'm never going to not take Sidney Crosby. He's won three Stanley cups. He's, as far as I'm concerned, it's going to end up as one of the top 10 of all time, probably, uh, if he's not already. So if Bedard has that potential, yeah, he does. Bedard could be just as Bedard could be as good as any of them. But Sid's already done it. So I'll take the yeah. third one with the three stands. Uh, I guess my point being, I think Bedard's going to be like a 60, 70 goal scorer a lot of years in the NHL, 100 plus points. Uh, will he lead Chicago to Stanley Cups? It, it, he, he's talented enough to. Now, Celebrini, probably not going to be a 60-70 goal scorer, but I can see him being a 100-plus regular season guy. But do I think he will be able to lead? I see every indication that he's a guy that's going to help you win at playoff time, uh, big time. So, I mean, what, you know, take pick your poison. Which do you prefer, right? Um, I, I think, you know, it, different players, but, uh, both bring things to the table that in my estimation, make him almost as valuable, uh, a pick for scouts as, as Bedard was last year. And that's saying a lot. Cause I mean, yeah. how can you not love, absolutely love Bedard, you know, and we've got another, uh, We've got the clips from his uh, Latvia game here, <laughs> you know, and some people say, oh, well, it was Latvia, you know, you know, we got five points. Yeah, well, who else got five points? Exactly. I mean, a lot of great players did. How many five-point games did Sid, the kid, have in World Juniors? You mm-hmm. know, and he played even worse teams. Latvia is not that bad a team. They just, they played against, you know, Macklin Celebrini. That's why they lost uh, ten nothing. You know, uh, but uh, as you'll see in these, uh, as good as he was in the in the opening game, he just blew me away yesterday with uh, again everything he did. Like you'll see in these in these highlights. Here's, I mean, he wins faceoffs. He's going to get points just off uh, faceoff wins alone. Um, again, you know. The chip around and then the pass here, right to the open spot. 
that I love so much. Just he put the puck to right to where you wanted to put it. It was an absolutely perfect pass for a goal there. Um, here again, just uh, coming back in the play, surveying everything. Tell me he doesn't have some dangles, you know. Um, what did you think of uh, his game yesterday, Rocco? You said it all. He's the best player on the ice from start to finish. Like, I'm just – I'm all, I'm almost zoned out here just watching him. He's so much fun. He's just so much fun to watch. There's this three. shift just amazed me. Like you see, he just goes to the right spot. He knows where to go. He was so dangerous. He doesn't get a point on this one. And this shift impressed me more than any. And look at the he finally waits, he waits, and then fights a guy right. But he's, you know, it's almost Gretzky like sometimes with where he'll he put the puck where it needs to be. Um, you know, uh, you go to the puck. Look at that one too. He should have had six oh, assists. There, that, those last two highlights show where he set guys up perfectly and they didn't finish. But by all rights, he should have had six assists and two goals yesterday, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with any luck at all. <clears throat> um, the little chip ahead to Rakoff there was amazing. Just, um, here's his goal. Like again. He he anticipated that you know where to go, and how quick is he? Like his uh, quick twitch reflexes, is mm-hmm. elite. His uh, puck skills are elite. His skating is elite. His hands are elite. But I think more than anything, and uh, it's his hockey sense. It's just uh, off the charts. And Bedard's the same. You know that's one thing that was so. Uh, but I think where he has an edge as far as a complete player is, he's a little bigger than Bedard and uh, and better defensively at this point. And I think that will always probably be the case. Now, does he – I could see the two of them battling it out for some scoring titles down the road. And um, But as far as complete player goes, I just uh, – again – in my time scouting since 2007, I haven't seen a center that, uh, that that just is that complete. Look at that pass. Just imagine, uh, like, the NHL teams, the, the teams that are at the bottom of the standings are just going to be licking. The players are going to be licking their chops, saying, wow, I, I hope I get to play with this guy someday. But uh, what? who is, uh, what, San Jose, are they the clear... Last San Jose, play. Chicago. Chicago's right there too, eh? Imagine him playing with Bedard. The same team. I don't even want to. Well, imagine that one-two punch at center. Oh. That's in, uh, you know, Mario Ron Francis territory almost, you know? <laughs> like, uh, But, you know, somebody was also mentioning uh, a Flyer fan. I saw a tweet yesterday when I posted something about Celebrini saying, you know, Pitts, what if Pittsburgh ends up with him? So, you know, you, oh, go Mar- yeah. you go from Mario passing the torch to Sid to passing the torch to Celebrini. Imagine that. Eh? So, yeah, there's going to be come the second half. I think by the end of the World Juniors and then from, from then on right till draft day, you know, they're going to come up with new slogans for, you know. Uh, Stinky for Celebrini. 
That's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. uh, I, I haven't come up with one yet. What a hacking for Macklin. Um, you know, there's, there's got to be one there somewhere, but uh, yeah, all in for Macklin. I don't know, but there's going to be, <laughs> you're going to see a lot of slogans yeah. down, down the, uh, you know, down the road here. Uh, everyone licking their chops to try to get this kid because, wow, mm-hmm. how, how special is he? I'm just, I'm blown away by how good he is. Complete. I know I keep saying it, but complete center. Uh, no flaws in his game. So, um, looking forward to the rest of the World Junior here. I have, you know, U.S. looks like they're going to be tough to beat, but this kid could uh, could lead Canada to a goal too, and it'll be him leading him. He's the best player, so uh, it's going to be exciting to watch the rest of the World Juniors. Just to, to touch on him, you mentioned his his speed and how he really breaks away. He in some of those clips that you showed, especially where he was rushing through open ice, kind of more down down the wing, the one where he pulled the puck through his legs, he kind of looked like Nate McKinnon there a little bit, where he gets that, that extra, that really quick, fast first push, and he's and he's just gone. And he has he has a little bit of that, and he has he has he has some sitting in there too with the way he plays in his own end and his vision and his smarts and. You mentioned his hockey sense. That, I think, to me, is what separates the guys who are really, really, really good from the guys yeah. who are truly great. Yeah. And you can not you can only be so good without a brain. And if you have the skill to go go with the brain, like give me, uh, give me a brain over a skill guy. Look at Mark Stone, perfect example. I'll take that guy. There's 200 guys more skilled than him in the league, and, and he's carrying around a Stanley Cup. So give me a guy with a brain all day. But when you have them both, like – the sky really, I keep saying the sky is the limit, but I mean, there, there's no one, there's no one I can think of in the, in the league that wouldn't, that wouldn't salivate at the opportunity to, to build around, to build around that guy, especially with the leadership qualities too. Sidney Crosby, Stanley Cup, Patrice Bergeron, Stanley Cup, Anze Kopitar, Stanley Cup, Mark Stone, Stanley Cup. And aside from, from Sid, Thanks. we're not Thanks. talking. Guys who are always necessarily the most skilled, but it's leadership, it's brains, it's it's the other stuff. And this guy is that plus the skill. So what's he gonna be? Yeah. There's a lot of like Taves with with more skill. Yeah. yeah. Which which is which is Crosby. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Like but, coming uh, back to, you know, the fact that we keep coming back to Sidney Crosby is is a testament in and of itself. Like that's not a name you just throw around like that. All right. That's a very, well, very big comparison and he's earned that comparison so insane uh, stuff i mean i know habs fans are seeing him tear up bu with a little guy named lane hudson to his side so they they're dreaming as well right <laughs> and oh, yeah. i mean we'll, we'll we'll get to our habs prospect i uh, know rocco you're you're a sense fan so we won't bother you with that one too much <laughs> but uh we, we thank you we thank you for your insight we'll but- we'll surely be doing rocco's riser uh, some more, uh, you know, don't get your mind in the gutter, okay? Let's get the, the outro music going here, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. It was, it was a treat here, so I'll, I'll be with that. Thanks, Rocco. Thanks, Thanks guys. Have a good one. <laughs> All right, Rocco Zappia recruits employee and, and uh, recruiting professional uh, with Rocco's riser and great insight on Macklin Celebrini. So as I mentioned Right. For our Habs viewers, we have to give you a little treat. 
This week's Habs prospect of the week is Philip Mashar, who has been doing very well for Team Slovakia. Well, uh, you know, there's not a lot of uh, prospects playing that this past week. It's mm-hmm. everyone kind of the break break time. So I thought we, we'd go with uh, the kid that's probably been the best so far out of the Habs prospects at the World Juniors. Um, Meshar, this, uh, you know, he opened the tournament against the, the Czechia and that pass that he, he made there was, here it is here. Disgusting. Just elite. Um, his playmaking, it, you know, I, I, I do wonder if down the road he doesn't end up playing with Slavkovsky, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's a possibility because there's a, certainly a lot of compliment. They can complement each other quite a bit. Right. Um, now, you know, obviously Caulfield then would be with another winger, whoever that may end up being. But um, I I wondered last year because he struggled somewhat uh, if he if he was going to be a top six forward at the NHL level. But what we've seen this year in Kitchener, what how he's looked at the World Juniors. Um, Definitely has the skill level. That was amazing. Wow. Here, this is, uh, check this out here. Whoop. And then the feed. Yeah. That's top six NHL level skill right there. Um, he's got the edges, the skating. I love that little uh, movie made and then the perfect pass. Mm. That should almost, you know, almost created another goal there. But what I also liked about him in the first two games is uh, his boards, his work along the boards. He battled hard. Um, look at the moves, you know, and then the shovel pass. He's just such a, he's got the uh, puck possession skills to, to find open space and then the vision to uh, make the pass where it needs to be made afterwards. And that to me is what you need at five ten. You need to be, you know, you need those qualities to be able to, oh, here, you need those qualities to be able to play a top six role. And I think what we've seen from him this year is that certainly he's got the potential. Um, I did have him below Joshua earlier in the year. There was the, there was the feed that he made. Uh, I think it, it was important to see him on the ice with a one nothing lead protecting the lead at the end of that game that tells you how much his his coach respects his defensive play at this point and then he made the he made the great play defensive play and then chipped the puck perfectly up to the guy for the insurance goal at the end um his improved play away from the puck has been important this year i think them bring uh kitchener bringing in the finnish coach um has done wonders for him. This guy has won at every level, and and he's he's transformed a bunch of Kitchener's players into better players. Look at Raykoff as as an example. Um, uh, Brustewicz on the fence mm-hmm. reached another level, so he's in a great environment, Kitchener. And uh, as we've seen in the first two games of the World Juniors, he's uh, he looks night and day better than he did at last year's World Juniors. I mean, it's often the case with a kid that uh, 
your first go at it at 18, you don't stand out. And uh, at 19, you're more comfortable and I know what to expect, but still he looks great. And um, he gets the nod over Beck, who I think had, had uh, two very solid games as well, but Mesher, uh, two very important points that he uh, assists that he got that uh, helped Slovakia get off to a two and zero start to start the tournament here. And he's, uh, he's full marks for uh, perhaps being their best player of the first two games. Um, right. It, what did you think uh, you get to see those matches? A little bit, not, not, okay. uh, not the whole thing, but he did, he did definitely stand out for me. But again, you know, that 2022 draft class <laughs> Showing up, I mean, you got Slavkovsky obviously coming into his own in the NHL. Meshar, who's now looking like a legitimate first-round pick, right? Like before, people were having their doubts. Now it's like, no, he he deserved to be picked where he was. And then you know Beck and Hudson in the second. I mean, that's that's some magical work from Kent Hughes right there. It's, it yeah. might count as 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 one of those draft classes where you look back, and you're like, oh boy. Uh, yeah, really home run. And his first as a GM, too, even more impressive. But yeah, Philip Meshar, highly, highly deserving of the Habs prospect of the week. I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, Lane Hudson's doing his thing for Team USA. We know what he's capable of. Beck's in a great role with that line with, with Danielson and Allard with Team Canada. I love that line. They're yeah. together. But Meshar, yeah, I agree with you, has the edge this week. Uh, but again, Lots of exciting names, right, for Habs fans. Jacob Fowler just won today against Switzerland. So uh, all four really are, are proving themselves, and, and they're showing up. They're showing up big time. Um, so I think that's that's about it for today, guys. We thank Rocco for his segment, Rocco's Riser. Grant, as always, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. Uh, you know, Happy New Year, guys. 2024 is here. And we're not going anywhere. In fact, it's only going to get better from here. So uh, we hope you can stick around and, and keep listening to us because we like to talk about hockey. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun for us. And, and if you get some enjoyment out of it as well, all the better. Um, you know, if you, if you can subscribe, like, leave us a comment, all that good stuff would be really appreciated. And as always, go check out recruits.ca, right? Grant's got some fantastic reports. Everything draft-related, everything Habs-related. It's all on there for your eyes. So, Grant, any final remarks? Well, I don't hear any Irish outro music here. Um, Rocco, <laughs> I think I we mean, got that ready. Yeah, he comes on once and he gets he gets uh, he gets music. It's Italian uh, privileges. I mean, it, yeah, it wouldn't have anything to do with the Cavalleros. Uh, uh, you know, being Italian, I don't think. I hope not. You know. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. hey. I, I guess I don't deserve it, and uh, that's fine. But but we'll we'll be having a chat with Sammy and Yellow there after this. All right, we'll get some Irish jig going up in here uh, soon enough. <laughs> all right, thank you all for watching, and see you very soon. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Recruits Draftcast on YouTube, Facebook. Google Play and Apple Podcasts.